Welcome back to another episode of Creative Thinking, where we answer your questions. You can always send us a question to connect at creativerebels.co or by commenting on YouTube or by messaging us on Instagram at rebelscreate. So first question, um, we have basically we put out on stories, uh, what are people struggling with when it comes to marketing? and had loads of responses. Uh, something that came up a couple of times is understanding how to get my content seen. The job of marketing is to get people to see what it is that you're doing, but if people aren't seeing the marketing, then they're not seeing what you're doing. So it's how to get more eyeballs. I think the first thing I'd do is consider where your audience is. So who are your audience and where are they currently? Where do they spend their time um, digitally and physically? Obviously, at the moment, digitally is, is more important than physically. Um, but who are your audience? What's your niche? What do they do already? Are they doing something similar to what you're offering them um, or buying something similar to what you're, you're offering them? Um, and what space do they fill and how can you find them where they are naturally instead of forcing them to come to you um, in this imaginary space that doesn't exist yet, go to them where they already are. That's such a good point. And it makes me think of what we're doing currently. So as soon as the apocalypse hit, we didn't start posting loads of, when it comes to our business. So not not the Creative Rebels Instagram, but Graffiti Life's Instagram, uh, which is how we support ourselves, how we make our living. We didn't all of a sudden run to Instagram and start making loads of content for Instagram. We ran to LinkedIn because we know that our clients are on LinkedIn. So there's, I, I suppose, especially at the moment, you're going to want to kind of maximize your time where your time is being spent. And if you're spending that time where your clients are, then you're much like more likely to get return on that. So if we spent all of our time on Instagram, we very likely not see many returns. Whereas if we spend it on LinkedIn, we know that's where our clients are. So we see returns from that. Um, and I suppose I, to that point as well, I've been experimenting with TikTok recently. Um, I'm going to do a separate video about TikTok, but simply because Adam said that he didn't think it was a good platform. And I really think it is. Um, so I just wanted to run a little experiment and in uh, one month, I managed to get up to 12,000 followers on that platform. Same content, I was posting it to Instagram and I gained, I think, maybe 700 followers during that time. So uh, when it comes to like time management, the time was better spent on TikTok because in, if, it, if we're talking about a follower count. However, I did get a couple of inquiries through my Instagram account about me selling my work. I haven't had any inquiries through TikTok. So then is it a waste of time posting on TikTok, even though you've got the big number? I, I think if you can build a big audience in a short amount of time, which on LinkedIn and TikTok, that's possible at the moment. It's not really possible on Instagram unless you're being shared by loads of, of relevant accounts. Um, so yeah, I suppose it comes down to where you spend your time. But I guess there was a the point where, um, you know, work wasn't coming in through Instagram either because it was just a kind of a visual candy kind of site. Um, and TikTok will mature as well and, and clients will come through TikTok in time. It's it's here to stay. It's, it's not going anywhere. Um, and it is maturing up um, rapidly. So yes, you can spend this time um, getting a large following on TikTok and an account where you're not currently getting a lot of work through. But look to the future because it will mature up and clients will go there um, and you'll be one step ahead of the people who are um, 
jumping on the bandwagon a little, little bit later like lots of people have with Instagram and are finding it a lot harder to get a following there now so I think it's it's you know spreading your time looking where your clients are and looking to the future a little bit as well perhaps um, and a lot of people are going to be spending a lot more time on these platforms now so you know um, like David said we are concentrating a lot on LinkedIn at the moment because lots of our clients are finding more time to spend on LinkedIn at the moment and they're doing the same as us you know they're trying to make connections now for when this um, this is all over and things get a little bit more back to normality. Another thing that works well is asking people to share your stuff. If you don't ask, then they won't do it. It's very unlikely that they'll do it. But if you do, just put in that little ask um, and don't ask them to share it to every single person they've ever met or whoever they know. Just ask them to share it to someone who they think is going to get value from it. And then I suppose that comes down to your marketing strategy. I would recommend a technique rather than just kind of um, shouting about how great you are more shout about how your product or service benefits the the customer mm. so you found out where that customer hangs out you're working out how to get your stuff in front of them but then rather than then just selling to them try and provide them with value bring them content that is going to enrich their lives it's going to entertain them or educate them and then ask them to share it with someone who they think it's going to educate and entertain as well um, and then through through sharing you'll find your stuff starts to grow and I think part of that process um well it starts with with being really honest with yourself and really looking at the product that you're offering and asking yourself truly what you think that offers the end user not what it offers you and, and you in, in your career and your future but what is the reason your company exists? What are you offering that no one else is? And what value does that bring to other people? And when you start breaking that down and, and, and talking about it really honestly, things start to happen and click in your head and you start to see how to connect with your customers in a different way to how you've previously been trying to do that. Um, if you understand what value you're bringing to your client, your customers, your potential customers and your potential fans, um, then you'll understand more about how they're thinking um, and how to connect with them on that topic. Definitely. And I, I also think that you should try and think of ways to do things differently because I think there's a lot of, of marketing courses online and seminars and stuff that you can go to. And a lot of them are trotting out like kind of a tried and true. This is the way that it's done. And for me, when I'm online, the stuff that I see, if it's done in the same way that everything else is done, it just sort of becomes noise. So is there a way that you can really stand out? Are you producing something that is exceptional? So, and, and it's really interesting. So that specific one that I read out actually came from a podcast, which is obviously, how do I get more people to listen to my podcast? That would be the marketing of your podcast is, is getting more listeners. Uh, that's something that we have a little bit of experience in is getting people to actually listen to a podcast. And I think the way that we've done that is by, we're always focused on you guys. We're always focused on the listener. And so that means even down to when I'm in an interview and something interest, interesting comes up that I find personally like, oh, I could talk for hours about that. If they mention that they're a pro wrestling fan, for example, I could divert that conversation for at least an hour. But what I always have to keep in the back of my head is that's not why you guys tune in to listen to us, to hear pro wrestling news, unfortunately, sadly. So always in my head, I'm thinking, how how does this serve the people that that listen to the show so i'm always trying to bring it back to that i'm always keeping the the end user in terms of like podcast it'd be your listeners but always keeping that end user and why would they want to listen to your show and it's it's hard mm -hmm. it's really hard um when it comes to podcasts there's so much choice out there 
that it's very difficult to persuade someone to dedicate half an hour or an hour of their lives when they could choose from so many different things. So you've got to be really clear and specific in what it is they're going to gain from listening to your show. Like that, like by listening to your show, they're going to get something. What is that thing? If you can then communicate that clearly, then you're going to get listeners. And don't stray too far from that. Um, it's like we always say about uh, your Instagram feed. If you're an embroiderer, don't post pictures of your cat because people are there to see embroidery, not cats. Keep clear in your head what it is that you're trying to achieve um, and what you're offering and don't stray too far from that. Yes, hopefully that was helpful. Um, hit us up on Instagram at Rebels Create and we will answer any questions you have. And this question comes in from Bari Reed, and they are saying that they're struggling with writing content where they don't sound like they're bragging or self-deprecating, but still a nice person. Oh, such a hard one, isn't it? Yeah, kind of your your tone of voice. And we hear that a lot of like uh, having a tone of voice for your brand. Um, and it is a, it's definitely a difficult thing to manage. A lot of us struggle with confidence and when you're putting yourself out there and you're constantly thinking about what people are going to think of you, um, am I going to sound like I'm bragging? Oh, I don't want to sound too humble. Um, it's it's a really, really difficult one, but you do have to remember that, that people buy people, not things. So people are going to want to get to know you a little bit and you're going to have to put yourself out there. Um, and it's not a comfortable place to be. It's not comfortable for most people. But I think that being honest and being genuine, um, knowing what you're offering is of value um and and being yourself as much as possible is is key because people will tell um will be able to tell when when you're faking it do it in a way that you feel most comfortable certainly to start with um show the parts of yourself that you you are comfortable with um and and be yourself and be honest and be true to what it is that you're doing I think there's certain people who can get away with a lot more than other people so it's kind of having that self-awareness of if I say it like this, it will be accepted. And that's and that's like on a person by person basis, because like The Rock can say anything and everyone will listen to it and go, yeah, OK, Dwayne, like whatever he says goes because he's the fucking rock at the end of the day. So it's learning like we're not all The Rock. I mean, if only we were right. But if you're not The Rock, which you're probably not like it's working out what your unique voice is. I think for for us, when we first started doing a podcast and putting ourselves out here like this, we were really worried about how we would come across because that's like that's the the classic worry is, oh, I don't want to do videos. I don't want to do podcasts because I'm worried about how I sound and the things that I say. And as soon as you kind of get over that fear and you just press publish, um, as long as you're being authentic to yourself, you realize that actually I have a voice myself and I don't need to replicate what's working for other people because if I replicate someone else you just look like a copy of them and it doesn't seem genuine and I guess it's just exhausting to to keep up a facade of being something that you're actually not. And mostly um, people aren't analysing it as much as you think that they are. Um, you are at the centre of a piece of content that you put out and you will agonise over it and you'll think about it again and again, you'll replay it and you'll think that everyone is going to be out there watching it, looking for things to pick at and say, oh, this guy, he's, he's, not, he's not being genuine, that's not authentic. Really, they're not. It's you, you're analysing it more than anyone and people will, will look at it and they'll go, oh, that's cool. Or they won't. 
and really the people that it does resonate with they're the ones that you want to worry about and their opinions um not anyone else's and i think that it's okay to to sell it's okay to let people know what it is that you do because if they're following you they probably are interested in some facet of whatever it is that you do and you don't need to worry about it being bragging i mean we we talk on the podcast about our wins all the time um, because people are interested and the reason that we put those wins out there is because people can learn from our successes yeah and if you're not going to blow your own trumpet nobody else is going to do it for you and if you're in business you need to blow your own trumpet you need to strike the balance between giving away content that informs and educates people about what it is that you do and what you offer but it's a it's a find balance you don't want to just be doing that you don't want to constantly be hitting people over the head with do i'm a lawyer do you need law services it's like here's what i do you're aware of what i do but also here's some value for you so for us we give you a podcast every single week that is 99.9 percent value for you the end user and then a small percentage of that will be talking about what we do and then if anyone wants to take us up on that, then they can. Oh, we do speaking gigs. Oh, okay, I'll book you for a speaking gig, says 1% of the people that listen to us. And that's fine, because that's all we need to survive. I just did it there. I literally just bragged about what we do. We do speaking gigs. I just bragged about it. But like, it was fine. It didn't come across as like salesy. It's just, it's there if you want it. Apart from blowing your own trumpet, um, like David said, it's fi- finding your own voice and your own way of blowing your own trumpet because people won't often come to you for a sales pitch or to listen to a sales pitch, but they will come to listen to your unique take on what you do. Um, so what do you bring to what you're offering that no one else does? That could be your personality. Um, it could be the product that you offer and how it's different to the product that other people offer in the same field um but what is it that makes you or your product unique and use that as the focus of what you talk about as opposed to concentrating on just yourself because people aren't probably aren't paying as much attention as you probably think they are yes so just be yourself and the more that you create the more you will find that voice it doesn't just come to you straight away it takes practice so just keep practicing and it gets easier it does (laughs) 